You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. Well, the Tampa Bay Rays collect their first road win of the season in a come-from-behind 8-7 victory over the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. The Rays improved to 9-8. The Red Sox fall to 6-10. It took all of four and a half hours or so to get it done, but Ulysses, I think we can say pretty much three words about this game. What a game. That, that's, that's all I've got. What a game, uh, because that was something else. It was exciting, thrilling. I mean, you can put all the superlatives here. Uh, but, yeah, Manfred must be staring at the time elapsed for this game and be very disappointed in all of his uh, little fixes to, to Do you, you think know, like shorten the game. When, when, when it crossed the three-hour mark and we were, like, in the sixth inning still, that he was like, <laughs> cut, cut, we're ending this. All right. We'll resume this tomorrow. Or we just, whoever's yeah. in the lead, okay, you guys win. Oh, wait, the Rays are in the lead. Nope, flip it around. You guys can continue tomorrow. We, we got to make sure the Red Sox pull this one out. That's what happened, you know. That's what happened. They tried to do it with the replays, you know, the Fenway calls, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, it, it was exciting. And, and let, let's get right into it because this game recap is going to take a lot of words because a, yeah. a lot of things happened. Uh, but for me – the offense looked so much better than it has the whole season. It actually felt like the line was moving and being productive. Uh, everybody that was on the starting lineup got on base. I know a lot of race fans, maybe you, uh, Kevo, w- will attribute that to Boston's ineffective pitching, which to a certain extent mm-hmm. is 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 correct, but... I mean, guys that were freezing cold. Like, I mean, Yoshi broke an 0 for 20 funk. Margot went 4 for 4, including that jug run, like our friend Joe Madden used to say in his days, uh, you know, that jugular run in the eighth inning to kind of extend that lead, which ended up being very important by, by, by the, the, before the game was over. Uh, who else? KK was clutch. Mikey Perez gets into it. Choi Oppo hit. A fluky oppo hit as a righty. I mean, this the offense just looked much more compact, and 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 that was really nice to see. I think it was sixteen hits, eight walks, something ridiculous like that. In fact, you talk about everybody contributing. Literally, everybody contributed except for I think Cafecito. He had yeah. one at bat as a pinch hitter. Everybody else had a walk, a hit, sometimes multiple hits. I guess I got to shut up about Manny Margot for a little bit because he really proved me wrong last night. Uh, hours after I said, hey, throw in Brian O'Grady. Let's get this thing over with. Margot's not having it. He goes four for four 
Um, and, you know, a couple of those were kind of cheap hits, but hey, he still did his job, and uh, it was nice to see him smile out there because he has not had good things go his way for a while. So I'm I'm happy. Look, Margot, I think is a good player, a solid player. Um, I think he's better than, you know, we had compared him to Guillermo Heredia in the past. I think he's more than that. His numbers in San Diego show that. It's just there hasn't been enough of a ramp-up time, and it's one of those things where we've said it before. You said it. This guy is not doing it, doing it right now. We've got to move on. Next up in line. Okay, who, who else can we throw in there to be productive? And it, it's great to finally see. Maybe this is, this is what kind of opens it up and gives him some confidence and, okay, I belong here. I'm, I'm finally set, settled in with the Rays. And you could, and, I mean, the Rays put up with Logan Morrison in 2017 and Brad Miller, where for a whole month of baseball, they were even worse yeah. than Manny Margot has been in, the, in, in a week and a half. So uh, with the uh, extracurricular circumstances that have happened to him uh, that, that are really such a shame, it's, it's nice to see a 4 for 4 because he had never had four hits in, in, in the 2020 season, he had three mm-hmm. hits, and, and yesterday he collects four. So that's really nice to see. Uh, again, everybody's just ramping up the the <laughs> the anxiety of what can happen in a season because it's 60 games. So everybody's like, "Hey, this guy's not producing. He sucks. This guy's right. not producing. He sucks." And it's you got to keep things a little bit uh, into perspective, but. Man, it's 17 games now, uh, right? I mean, isn't the trade deadline like in two weeks? August 31st, I thought. So it's going to be up here pretty quickly. And that'll be that'll be fun to see yeah. which, if any, teams make some maneuvers. I wouldn't be surprised if, believe it or not, the race could make a play for an arm or two just to try to strengthen themselves up a little bit. Let me throw this out there. Because so many players, especially offensively, contributed who was your mvp of this game Ooh, um i think ah oh man that's a good question that's a or, good question. I, or what do you think was the turning point of this game i'm gonna go with not a bat okay i'm not gonna go with a bat i'm gonna go with you know i i mentioned yesterday that the starters needed to kind of elongate uh, mm-hmm. those innings a little bit they didn't i'm gonna focus on a bullpen guy that nobody has really been talking a lot, Aaron Loop, my yeah. man. He could, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he could be a Joaquin Benoit type of signing, where nobody saw it coming, and he just completely uh, changes the the back end of the bullpen. In five and a third innings, he's got seven Ks, only two walks allowed. He's putting that whole injury slate behind him, and it's really nice to see somebody, a professional athlete which is already a very difficult thing to keep working at his craft and just trying to get that little window of opportunity once again to be a major leaguer. And he gets it in an accident, really, because Poche gets injured in summer camp or right before mm-hmm. summer camp. And so Aaron Loop, uh, you know, gets gets the, the call up. So it was very fortuitous for him, but he's been doing a tremendous job. So if I have to give it to somebody, I'm going to go with Aaron Loop. And Oliver Drake being on the IL, his importance is even more so now. Like, yeah, Loop is, has looked really, really good. That, by the day, is proving to be more of a shrewd signing. And it just goes to show you that relievers, they can be a dime a dozen. And one yeah. year, they can be that could be the guy. Next year, Loop could be terrible. We just don't know. Right now, 
Aaron Loop's time is now, so you got to be able to take advantage of that for sure. Um, my MVP of the game, do you want to take a guess who I think was maybe the, the most standout player for the Rays? Mikey Perez. Okay, very good guess, and that would be probably a close runner-up. Um, I've got to oh. give some credit. Okay, go ahead. Last one. My last strike here is going to be your namesake, Kevin Kiermeyer. You'd be right. He is my namesake, Clutch <laughs> Kiermeyer. He should change his first name to Clutch. Again, I said this. Uh, we had done a recording last week. I don't think it made it to the podcast, but I say that the Rays' like mental health coach should just rework Kevin Kiermeyer's brain into thinking that every situation, every time he comes up to the plate, is a Clutch situation. Uh, you know, one out, nobody on third inning. Okay. Kevin Kiermeyer, this is the most important moment of your life. Do something. <laughs> and he would probably find a way to do something, but no Kiermeyer, I thought was fantastic. Getting a couple hits. Really that seventh inning was key by driving yes. in two runs, going oppo against a lefty, um, working a great at bat, just continuing yeah. to foul off pitches until he got the one he wanted. Um, and you, also, you could see it in his eyes, you know, in, mm-hmm. in a check swing. He was like, no, that wasn't yeah. a check swing. Like, he just looked confident. It was very nice to see. But, you know, he continues his clutch 2020 season. Yeah. It seems like he's keeping his hits stashed away until he has to get a run in, which it can be very frustrating when you want to get a rally started and you want him to be on base to cause havoc on the bases. Right. But, hey, if he's going to drive in runs at the opportune time, that's awesome. He's actually uh, at the Mendoza line after that performance. He's at 200 with a 597 OPS, a little bit anemic um, yeah. in that regard. But, hey, great performance yesterday. He, he made a nice catch. Maybe the jump wasn't needed again, but yeah. he, he made it. I think, again, that could be a couple things. I think Kevin Kiermaier really wants to make ESPN's web gyms. He wants people not to forget, okay, I'm still around. Hello. You know, it's not all about Jackie Bradley Jr. Maybe trying to one-up Jackie Bradley Jr. Who knows? I also think a little bit of of it is that, um, again, just first time to Fenway Park this season, right? I mean, not really, um, you know, you would have had so many more games at Fenway Park this time of the year and not being able to get the practice and work out there. But he made the catch, whether he had to jump or didn't have to jump. He also had two key stolen bases, too. I thought that was huge, so... Oh, that was, for me, one of the nicest things about the game. Yeah. Uh, And I don't care that Meadows got thrown out because I didn't see a take where it actually looked like he was out. Okay? Really? Replay was crap that time. Uh, And it was – replay was crap uh, again to Mikey when he slid to to home plate. So that was crap too. But the stolen bases, I loved it, loved it, loved it. Now we got Kiermaier. I believe he's at three, buddy. So will he get to uh, 11? Yeah, uh, it looks pretty good so far. I mean, he could do it. He could do it. Can I mention something? Yeah, I love the aggressiveness. Sometimes you just got to try to make something happen. Yeah, because there's been times yeah. where the Rays just kind of wait and wallow, and you got to be aggressive there, especially with your the, the fastest runner that you have and an experienced yeah. runner at that. You mentioned the Meadows thing again. It could have been the camera angles. I thought he was out. Quite frankly, I don't think he should have run in that situation. Because you had runners at the corners already. There were two outs, so it wasn't a double play situation. Yandy Diaz was up in a hitter's count. I don't know why you had to necessarily try to steal second, especially if you're Austin Meadows, 
who's not necessarily fleet of foot. And that ended then. It could Yanni Diaz, the way he's been hitting lately, okay, I'd take one the other way, score KK, there you go. There's that, yeah, there's I mean, that, there's that ninth run or 10th run. I feel the Rays could have scored way more than, than eight runs or whatever in this game. Yes, quite frankly, they definitely had their share of left on base. I believe it was 25. So yeah, they could have scored a, a couple more here and there, but I don't know. I, again, I will take if, if, if we have to look at a, a, a you know, in a binary situation, I will uh-huh. always like stealing rather than not stealing i think that is yes it's just a way to create uh more opportunities for for something to go wrong the pop-up time can be wrong the throw by the catcher can be wrong the catch can 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 squirt out of the glove you know uh, the umpire could get it wrong you know they don't tag you the right way so there's many little things that can happen that with just one of them you can have an extra base so uh, i'll always like the stolen base rather than not That is true. We'll continue this discussion. We've got some listener emails as well. But first, it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer... They're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. All right, Ulysses, before we get to a couple of listener emails, I wanted to ask you about this. Of course, we spent... Much of the time talking about the Rays' prolific offense, uh, and rightly so. And we mentioned Aaron Loop, uh, but what did you think about the other Rays pitchers? For example, Ryan Yarbrough, Fairbanks, the list goes on and on. The the Rays use quite a few other pitchers in this game. Uh, Yeah, you could. uh, Chaz Rowe and Jose Alvarado, I would put them in the wild uh anxiety filled but effective Mm -hmm. i think that they're in that in that group peter fairbanks looked oh all right i guess a a bit on the wild side yarbrough just wasn't efficient i mean and when you just get hit for three runs in the first inning it's kind of demoralizing so you didn't you didn't expect him to go deeper unfortunately Um, so yeah it it was just it was shaky i think Mm -hmm. that's the way i would categorize it shaky but functional Right. I, I agree. And it's one of those things, too. We have to remember, it's not as much as we've crapped on the Red Sox for being a bad team this year. They still got bats. Yeah. Verdugo, Bogarts, J.D. Martinez. I mean, really, those were the guys that did damage against Ryan Yarbrough. And really, Ryan Yarbrough, I think, in that first inning should have only given up two runs had Joey Wendell thrown to home instead of yeah, going to first. Think, what, what did you think about that? Was it the angle that he wasn't uh, completely happy with it? What was it? What, what was it? Because JD was running. Martinez, yeah. JD Martinez. So it wasn't like a, 
it, it wouldn't have been a bang bang play i would think well look what do you uh, think uh, yeah a split second play like that who knows maybe he didn't necessarily trust michael perez to make the tag but i think it was one of those things where okay let me go ahead and get the out and let me not take a risk of not getting an out and then we score a run and we let the other base runner on again i i mean nine times out of ten ten times out of ten i trust joey wendell's uh, baseball instincts, but I think it was one of those things. Hesitated for a split second. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to chance it, and then I'll just throw to first and get that out. It's so tough in the middle of the moment. We can look at the replay a hundred times and say he should have thrown home, but until we actually know what he was looking at, we, we won't really know. But I mean, I if it was a bases that. loaded situation, then yeah, I mean, easily throw to home, get that out. But then you're forcing. You know, it wouldn't be the first time the umpires have made a mistake on a on a on a safe out call there too so i agree with that i i think you know it was longoria that said and you know many defensive prowess you know guys have said this in the infield they just go through every option right before the the pitch is thrown and they and so that when it happens they already have it in their head what mm-hmm. maybe that speaks to maybe joey hadn't made up his mind uh, about going to home if the ball was hit to him like it did he just didn't know if he was going to and ultimately he just takes a safe out you know you you go through the protocol that you've learned from little league on and and right. he just got that out it was a shame but uh you know again yarbrough wasn't helping his cause he was getting yeah hit, he was leaving know? a lot so, of pitches up and it was also the second time in what less than a week that he had faced the red Sox or whatever so you start easy. to get familiarity care. there. Yeah, I don't care if you're facing the Pirates. Uh, major league hitters <laughs> look uh, looking at the same pitcher twice in ten days is going to help the hitters, and hopefully that helps the race tonight when they face Martin Perez. Yes, yes. Uh, before we get to that, though, want to get to some listener emails. Uh, this from Ty McCann. He says, "Gents, if you told me last week." We would have to set a franchise nine-inning record for men reaching base 25 in order to beat the Red Sox in a squeaker. I would have been nervous, and I was happy to see the (laughs) offensive production, especially from guys in the bottom of the order. Great game by Perez. Is he the new starter? Perhaps. Uh, Also, I really appreciated us being aggressive on the base paths. KK got caught at second early, but I think that kind of aggressiveness and sense of urgency has been lacking for this team. Uh, He was talking about when KK tried to get that hustle double there on the misplay by Kevin Pillar. Uh, So I don't mind it, and I uh, I didn't mind the aggressiveness sends from Linares. First road win, hopefully many more to come. Yeah, he sums it up pretty well, I think. Yeah, for sure. And I, I agree. Aggressiveness over over being passive on the basis is uh, a key, especially to a team that's kind of lacking in the offensive production right now. You got to mm-hmm. get every spark needed. And, and that was really nice to see. I agree. Step on their necks. Uh, and then Chase Ross uh, checks in. He says, uh, looking confident for this uh, road trip, he says, my guess record is eight and two. We take three in New York. So maybe Chase getting a little ahead of himself there, but I don't hate the the confidence. Look, I think if you escape this road trip with a 500 record, or really one game above 500, six and four, like I'd be happy with six and four, anything better than that. Like I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the same mentality that I went into the New York series, which is get the split, 
go by and, and be happy about it. Get the split and get and be happy about yeah. it. Again, expanded playoffs help you a lot. If you go and with this, well, now you can split from now on, <laughs> and, and and you'll be over five hundred. So that'll be nice. But I'm not gonna go to Vegas and put money on a two happening. Yeah, me either. Um, all right, tonight's game, 7.30 p.m. again. I don't know why. I think they're trying to, like, tick off media guys and reporters. Like, hey, we don't care about your deadlines, guys. We're starting this game at 7.30. Uh, Ray's Nation was struggling to be awake with me uh, last night uh, throughout the game. It was, uh, it was, everybody was just trying to tape up their eyes, you know, a la Tom and Jerry. It was very difficult, man, uh, to <laughs> to watch the whole game when it starts at 7.30. I don't know why it's at 7.30. Can it be at 6.30? Yeah, there's, again, they they're this? not waiting for no. rush hour traffic in Boston no. to get through. There's no fans. Like, you can start these games at, really, you could go as early as 6, 6.30. I don't know if they're trying to do this because they know the, again, I don't know if the Red Sox have been doing 7.30 night games this entire season, but it plays into their hands of, okay, Ray's got to get away to Buffalo after this. All right, let's, let's make them play late into the night before wow. this road trip. Hey, just conspiracy theory here. Um, I like it. You know, or, or maybe we just make, uh, you know, I'd be okay with 7.30 if you make weeknight games seven innings. All right, wrap this thing up. Let, let's, <laughs> let's go totally Manfred on this thing. It would have been three hours long, though. I mean, in the seventh inning, I believe we had already crossed the three-hour mark. B.A. mentioned it, and I was like, holy yeah. crap, it's been three hours. B.A. Did not, was not having the four-and-a-half-hour no. game. He was like, no. okay, can we get this thing moving yeah. along? I got, uh, I got things to do. I got late-night <laughs> television to watch. Um, okay, Andrew Kittredge, after earning his first save last night, will be opening tonight at least that's what mlb.com says with uh, jalen beaks looking to get uh, some of the bulk innings there uh he'll be going up against martin perez who did very well last time against the rays maybe this is one of the uh, those things where okay second time around the rays see him again maybe that plays into their favor i mean whatever whatever the the, the right-handed bats have to step up adamas for yeah. renfro Cavacito Zanino is probably going to get a start. Like some right-handed bats have to do something here. Those two guys, I want them to mash at Fenway because that stupid wall, the green monster should be, you know, uh, hit pretty hard with Renfro and Cafecito. I want, yeah. I want that green monster to feel some pain when Cafe and, and Hunter step up to the box. So mm-hmm. I'm looking for those two. Those are my two key right-handed hitters. For tonight's game, I want okay. to see them succeed. Adamus has been pulling the ball more lately too. That could be a guy. What a hit last night! Pinch yeah. hit, just cold at the bench, and just hey, buddy, need you to step up here, and boom, hit. Brasso gets a fastball up and in. That's his wheelhouse. Maybe really nice to that. see that offensive line move and move. Yes, that is huge. Okay, how about this? Does do you think Zanino gets the start tonight, or do they go with Perez against the left? Yeah, I think I, I think uh, Zanino is going to get the the start. But hey, I, I, like I like, like uh, you know we we've mentioned he, Michael Perez is on his way to pull a TDA, and what uh-huh. I mean by that is he has to make it painfully obvious for media, for Rays fans, for Cash and Company, to his teammates. That him being in the lineup is a must 
to win games. He needs to make it painfully obvious. Right now, it's just obvious. I mean painfully obvious. And that's a very difficult thing to do. TDA did it last year. Can Mikey Perez do it? I hope he can. It's it's making it tough because he continues to hit the ball and also defensively, like stopping row sliders in the dirt mm-hmm. and then making that, that foul ball play that he initially didn't see. That that was yeah. huge late in the Great game. Play. So he's making it tough. How about we just have some more dingers? We need some more home <laughs> runs. I, I don't know I where I don't know where the Rays rank in MLB and homers, but it seems like the homers have kind of been lacking. Look, I, I'm all for extra base hits, but you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a three three run bomb every once in a while. To be honest, I wouldn't. You know, there's a, there's a, the long myth that chicks dig the long ball. You know what, guys dig the long ball too. Yeah. Okay, I'd mm-hmm. like to see a long ball. Yeah. Yeah, Kiermaier, that doesn't mean you. Like, settle down here. It's it's we're talking about Renfro and, and the big boys here. Just just leave it at that. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday.